0: Hi and welcome to the Faith Channel podcast where we discuss all things pertaining to life, parenting, religion, societal issues, finances and many, many more things. Check us out for our weekly podcast and please support by subscribing. Anyway, let's get back to our topic and our topic this week is Let's Talk Adele. And particularly we want to talk about that interview with Oprah. Firstly, I would like us to applaud Adele for her honesty, candour and bravery. I am mostly grateful that she totally addressed an issue that many of us deal with in our own lives. Seeming like your girl next door type problems. We all have someone who has experienced what she was talking about. We either have experienced it ourselves or are going through it. Or we know someone who's been through it. The points she raised were she always wanted a nuclear family. And to be honest, who doesn't want that? Then she brought up the point of breaking some generational patterns that she's noticed, most likely, as she said, in her family. Some people call them generational curses. Some people call them generational cycles. It is like a buzzword nowadays, breaking generational patterns. You hear people say, I'm achieving this for my generation, you know? You know what I'm saying? That interview just made me realize some really poignant things. That we do make these internal vows within ourselves. When we notice that there is a pattern or cycle that's in our family that we don't like. Because it's negative And it produces negative effects which go on to produce negative outcomes. We put it on ourselves to obviously want to break that pattern, cycle or curse if you want to call it that. Deep within us are these internal vows such as. I will not do that. I will not have children. I will not marry this type of person. I will not have that done to me ever. Because we want to break a pattern, and for some of us, those vows are unspoken and unconscious. We don't even know that we have such a vow, but because our subconscious mind does have a way of storing this data and controlling how we behave, because it always seeks to protect us. There's certain ways that we just make certain choices that are actually in line with an inner vow or dialogue that we've either made to ourselves from when we were children, either when something happened to us, or we experienced some kind of trauma. We then vow never to let it be in our own lives. So here we have Adele, and obviously she's talking about her divorce. And so she's now co-parenting with her husband, well, her ex-husband. In other words, she's now a single parent and he's a single parent. So she's a single mum technically, and he's a single dad because they're not together. This just raises the issue that we all have always had in society, which is about, you know, having single parents. And in recent years, co-parenting. And just the moral dilemma that every single parent faces or goes through daily. In an ideal world, who would want to separate a family? I ask. Unfortunately, bad stuff happens. Things don't always work out the way we want them to. Like Adele said, she's not comfortable with choosing her happiness and doing that to her son. Do you know what? I just feel like sitting right there with that point. It's like a missile. Let's just take a pause. So I just want to say to all single parents out there or those contemplating it, I'm sure this resonates with you as there's that lingering guilt, the blaming of ourselves, the shaming of ourselves and the what ifs. If we're not doing it to ourselves because we found some way to be empowered there will be somebody doing it to us overtly or subliminally. So this brings me to the points of why I did this podcast. The things that I want to look at is what leads us to make decisions, especially where we notice that there's some generational pattern in our own family. I want us to consider things like motives and goals being things that drive us to making decisions and choices, which somehow direct our life path. Some of our motives and our goals are personal and some are external. I will give you a good example, especially pertaining to this one. Picture a family where the parents were never married. It would not be surprising that some of the children would say, we need to get married as our parents didn't get married, which creates that external pressure to marry um, and which gives the motives to break that pattern. Then they are personal ones to achieving something that's not been achieved in your own family before. Such as, I want to experience being married having not seen any married person in my family. Don't get me wrong, all these things are great. The problem comes when they fail us or, to put it lightly, don't go as we planned, resulting in unmet goals. Hence, I talked about motives and goals If my goal is to break a negative pattern in my family and I achieve it, and my motive was for me to say, wow, look, I made it. There is a danger as well that if it doesn't go very well, I'm going to feel like a failure or a major failure who's let down a whole generation. If I choose to break, break a generational pattern that I've noticed, but my motive is because it's something I actually want to do, And it's something that I believe for myself that I'm entitled to that so I can do this. Do you see that there's a difference there? There's a different motive there. My approach is different and it's more empowering. Truly, there is a lot in one person wanting to achieve something to break a generational pattern. If you think about it, we're just talking generational here. Let's look at the statistic for wealth creation, for example. They talk about how it takes four generations to come out of poverty. That is in the Western world. And remember, I said poverty. And I believe that even to break certain generational patterns, one person alone cannot be the one to do it. You have to have repeated generational breaking patterns in different generations that subsequently come after you. I think it's unfair to put the weight on yourself as an individual to say, I am breaking a generational pattern and then holding yourself accountable to that. I don't know about you, but I think it's too much weight to carry. I say say this because sometimes we can become so self-driven onto that particular thing that I have to break a generational pattern and so I have to do this and that. I wonder if we then filter out some important information or signals that we should not ignore. It then leads me to the next point when Adele talked about being in the relationship with her husband was good for her because at that time he was stable. I take notes of words, you know, of words. As she said, she needed that stability because everything else would have overwhelmed her. Underline the word stability in your mind. It does then raise the question to me. If you're coming from a family where there is a certain pattern of people not staying together. Did you ever see a picture of real stability in your life? Does this lead you to choose stability because stability looks safe? It looks and feels secure and cover one's instability. It is just a question. And I ask this because I know so many people who will say they needed to be with a stable partner or a grounded partner because they've never had any grounding in their life. Again, I ask another question. Is that how we should navigate to choosing our future spouses, partners to complement something that we don't have or never had? I'm saying this because there's a danger of putting all your eggs in one basket and settling for, i.e. a stable person because I don't come from a stable family. Yeah, the thing is, it's so easy to be attracted to people who are grounded and stable because baby, they tend to. Have it all together. Stable people help create those kind of nuclear families. And they provide that safety that we seek when we haven't come from that kind of family. Stable and grounded people don't look like the type of person that would break our hearts and leave us or do the dirt on us. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's have real talk here. There are many, many complications that could arise from choosing safety groundedness and stability but really is that what you really want what happens when you get used to the stable and safety but you're still not happy because perhaps it doesn't deliver on all your deliverables or you didn't want this in the first place because you settled I don't know I'm just asking these questions because I know one thing that psychology especially relationship psychology, has discovered is that we tend to attract people that are so similar to what our predecessors in our generation have attracted. So when you look at people who come from a family with a generational pattern of divorce, you'd be surprised. Most of their partners are almost very similar. How many people have said it looks like I married one of my parents or you hear people say I didn't want somebody like my parents in this way and that way but I ended up with someone like that? I then ask another question. Could it be that because we grow up with our parents behaving a certain way, we start to behave like our parent and then we bring out this other person in the opposite partner? Perhaps? Or do we unconsciously go and choose someone like that? Oh, deep questions to ask really. And to be honest, to get to the bottom of it, you'd have to be sitting in front of a counsellor Or therapist. Somebody who understands human psychology. Who understands family patterns. And who understands how people choose a mate and end up together. I think that's where we'll get some answers or discover some things. Which I'm sure Adele did because she can afford it. There is also the consequences on our children from our choices. Time and time again, we are seeing that even children do not have the power To keep two parents glued to each other forever. When we stay, it is because that is what we want. And not our children. Because they probably haven't got a clue what's in our heart. Yes, we will have to answer the question one day from them. As to why we are not together ideally as the nuclear family. I simply believe in open and honest conversation with our children. Age appropriate of course. This way, they will have awareness of the repetitive negative patterns and cycles. They grow up empowered, even more so when we encourage them to always be self-reflective, to be self-aware and understand the reasons for choices, and most importantly, who they are as individual. Another aha moment I just want to throw in is how Adele was very young when she met her husband. And as she said, she needed the stability that he provided for her. Adele said she was divorcing herself. I take notes of words. And how do you divorce yourself? Because surely you can only be yourself. Unless you're not yourself. Or you've evolved into someone else and transformed. To be fair to Adele, I think this is extremely common in all people who marry very young. That is the impressionability of youth, the naivety. Remember, everything will be new when you're a youth. Making adult decisions, choosing for yourself. And somehow, the future always seems very far. Then, one approaches a milestone birthday like 30, always going towards 30. And then they start to re-evaluate their lives. We start to reevaluate our lives, basically. Our choices our decisions and we invent new goals or we come up with new goals. So I do understand when she says that she's divorcing herself because she's obviously gone through a transformation. I was just having a discussion about this with a friend. That is not easy to come out of a firm, stable relationship where you have joint goals and a planned joint future to just suddenly be expected to know yourself what you want for yourself and the future you want, as as opposed to that joint future. One has to navigate new waters, new territory of discovering who they are. So it is like when you discover new things about yourself or ideals that are not you, there definitely is a shedding, a divorcing of yourself. And I think if anyone is going through that, take it easy on yourself and understand that it's a process. And it makes sense to be a bit confused initially. But you will get there. That's just my encouragement. I'm a been there, done that type of person. Now, this brings me to how do we look at this from an empowered way? I think the first thing I would say is for Adele to know that she was obsessed with the nuclear family. Then there's definitely some self-reflection there and some self-awareness. Which brings me to the point of saying why I don't think is healthy for an individual to put it on themselves to break a generational pattern because that's like a lot of weight for one person to carry. It is much more empowering to do an inventory of your family and why certain behaviours, patterns and cycles have continued throughout your generation. To do some self-examination as well because you know an apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Chances are as an individual you'd be carrying some of those traits and behaviours, so potentially, you can still fall into the same pattern, whereas when you're self-aware, you're empowered to know how to navigate through breaking a pattern, it could be something like, I'm too independent, so I never seem available, to a self-aware person who says, it is time I put myself out there and be available, I know I have these vulnerabilities, and I want to attract the right partner while still maintaining my the independent side of me. For me, it is also recognizing that generational patterns are not our sole responsibility. We can start to move towards shifting change, but there's a whole lot of behaviors that need to align with where we're going. It is also admitting some flaws in our generation. And if it's possible to speak about them, to bring transformation, because If we just keep them as the elephant in the room, chances are they might just keep reappearing and reoccurring. I do recommend speaking to a professional counsellor or therapist to help address some of these issues or to get a life coach, especially when we know the area that potentially could be our downfall. This gives us accountability, but also because our brain will always seek to protect us, there are some things that are not so easily brought out into our conscious mind that we may not even really address them and end up finding ourselves in those negative patterns and cycles. Truly, if your generation struggled, take note. You may need some external help to achieve this successfully. Spiritually, there could be generational curses that one notice. I repeat again, one has to be aware of them being there and not deny them Or think they'll just go away because I know Jesus. There's still some work to do individually and of course apply some spiritual principles, tools and practices to it all. Plus maintaining them. So in conclusion I'll just summarise the points. Majority of us want a nuclear family but it doesn't always go to plan. One should look at the internal vows, internal dialogue and unconscious vows that we've made. For why we are where we are. The reasons for the choices we made. And why we are not where we thought we should be. We should evaluate our motives and our goals for what happened. We have to come to a place of being self-aware. And understanding who we are. Including where we want to go. But please don't load too much weight on yourself. By carrying a whole generational pattern on your shoulders. If you're going to do it, do it for you. Because you can only change you. You can only be responsible for yourself and take ownership for you. You've got to live life for you. And remember, it's a bonus when others benefit from your good choices. I just hope this podcast made sense, opened your eyes, brought clarity and healing. Thank you once again for listening. Now, you go be inspired, impacted and empowered. This is Faith Podcasts. Take care. Bye.